Well, I don't know if this next story involves a little red Corvette, but cars, thanks to supply chain problems, new cars in particular, have been really hard to come by. And that, of course, has increased used car prices and with it, unfortunately, used car scams. Here is Lorraine Sommerfeld, award-winning automotive journalist, who joins us now for more on this story. Lorraine, good afternoon. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. Uh, this is a CTV report of an Oshawa man who was shocked to find out the used car he had just purchased, Lorraine. The odometer had been rolled back, how about this, 200,000 kilometers. Uh, first off, just how common is this, this uh, odometer rolling? It's a lot easier than it used to be. Um, you know, 40 years ago, you could manually spin them back, and then they, the manufacturers put a lot of things in place that stopped that. But now with the digital yeah, digitalization of everything, it's, again, on the upswing because it's easy to do. And as you mentioned in the intro, the market is in such a flammable state that people are doing anything and getting away with far more. So for consumers, we've got to get smarter. We've got to keep a lid on stuff, not be real emotional when we're looking at cars. And we have to ask the right questions. All right. It's that easy now, is it? Or it's easier with, because uh, I would have thought with the advances in technology would actually be tougher than, say, a uh, vehicle, uh, you know, in the 70s or uh, 80s. Uh, but uh, you can actually, I guess, just hack in with a uh, computer and change the odometer? Your car right now could be hacked into by anybody. They could bring it to a stop on the highway if they so desired. It's a computer. So in every single way that a computer can be hacked, so can your car. And the safeguards, as always, laws and regulations and everything never keep one step ahead of the bad guys, for lack of a better word. So, oh, yeah, easily hacked. So you have to look for secondary things like get the car proof for the Carfax, um, get the history of the car because mileage has to be entered every time the license is renewed, things like that. So look for that chain, um, the providence, if you will, of that vehicle. The other thing for a lot of people, it's emotional. And now we have these two problems with a lack of supply, plus people will fall in love with a specific car. And I beg them not to do that. Narrow it down to three things that you'd be happy with, like three different kinds of cars, and then just try and keep your heart out of it and keep your head in it. And above all else, if you're buying a used vehicle, especially from a not registered dealer, which is dangerous, make sure you take it to your own technician to have them look at it. Within an hour, they will tell you everything I was going to ask you just uh, how regular are people uh, buying used vehicles privately anymore? It seems to me just glancing Auto Trader and such, uh, all of the used car market is pretty much dealerships. Well, dealers are grabbing everything they can get. If you own a car that's a few years old, you've probably heard it from the person you bought it from. They're trying to get it back um, because there, there is no stock. But that has also created this perfect storm of people willing to not ask as many questions people willing to overpay and everyone seeing it as a very lucrative market. So it's like, Oh, as soon as that stuff happens, it opens up the door to unscrupulous players to come back in. And again, the consumer is the one who's going to get taken for a ride. So they have to be the one who is extra careful, ask more questions and be willing to walk away. Just be willing to say no. I can't be the only one that sees the parallel between this and the housing industry and homes right now, right? That people are overbidding, overpaying Absolutely. for homes, and they're actually forgoing at times, or for the most part, home inspections anymore. And it sounds like similar is now happening in the automotive sector. That is exactly what's going on. You nailed it.
and people, you know, a, a price on a car, dealers, <laughs> they'll sell for more than that. The States has more more things going on like this, but we're not immune to it. And in the States with hot sellers, they're getting forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 over the cost on those big pickup trucks. So if you've got a vehicle that's in demand, if you have a two-year-old Jeep or something, stuff that's in demand, you can get what you paid for it new. They will, you know, a dealer will buy it from you. Some people are getting money when they're taking their cars back in. Mm. I've got, you know, a car that I lease and I can't wait for it to be worth more than what the buyout is because it's going to be. Sure. So if our cars really are rolling computers these days, I mean, your best protection is to maybe uh, if it's a Honda, phone a Honda dealership, give them the VIN. They they can tell you uh, how many times it's been in for an oil change, that sort of thing. Um, if you can see the dealer, I mean, no one's obligated to just take their car back to the dealer they bought it from. So you may not know, but a car proof will tell you the information on the history of that car, if it's collisions, but also the, you know, the history. Um, if somebody's not willing to provide you with a folder where you can see the maintenance schedules and things like that, you can check the VIN for outstanding recalls. You can try the dealer it came from, but you can go back to the old school stuff. Look at the pedals. How much wear is on the pedals? A car that has almost 300,000 kilometers on it is going to have signs of wear that a car that has 85,000 kilometers on it isn't. And again, this is where your your tech or your mechanic who you know and trust, they can put it up on a hoist and they can tell you so many things in an hour, an hour of shop time, and they can let you know what's been fixed, paint thicknesses, where corrosion's happening, mm-hmm. tell you where that car's been and what it's gone through. Yeah, so, visually, I was just thinking as you were describing the pedals there, Lorraine, I mean, there's so many other things like uh, the seat, the driver's seat's probably a little more worn and uh, probably the armrest as well. Absolutely. Yeah, all the stuff, if you have an older car, you know, you know what starts to wear first and you can go. But again, people are getting caught up that oh, I finally found a car. It's been so hard to find one. I better take it before someone else does. You can't think that way. Be prepared to walk away because that headache, I think the man in that uh, story is facing like $10,000 for a transmission. And, you know, he didn't walk into that expecting it. But buyer has to beware. They have to be careful. They have to say no and they have to walk away. If it didn't smell right, Omvic can only help you if it's a registered dealer. And you could also go on Omvic's site and get information there. All kinds of information, names, addresses, people that are selling cars. Go and look them up. See if they have a history. If you find that your odometer has been rolled back, uh, do you have any recourse at all uh, when it comes to this? If, If it's a registered dealer, um, which could be you know, a little, little person on the corner as well as a huge dealership. If they're registered with OMVIC, that's the sales regulator for Ontario, they do have a fund that they can, you can apply to and get money back, plus they can sanction and charge the person that did this. And I believe that's what happened in this case, which is rare, because if you just buy from a curbsider or someone that sets up shop and you know, meet you in a parking lot somewhere, you have no recourse with a private sale like that. So it's safer to buy from a registered dealer. So unless you really know who that private seller is, be super careful and make sure you get stuff checked. And if any point, if you say to them, I just want my tech to check it out, is that okay? If they say no, there's your answer. Mm-hmm. A cautionary tale, to say the least. Uh, Lorraine, really appreciate the information and the time as always. Thanks so much. Talk again. Thanks. You got it. Lorraine Sommerfeld, award-winning automotive journalist who you can read in Post Media. And we are back after this break here on the Jeff MacArthur Show.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.